Welcome to another episode of Missing Pieces. This is my weekly audio journal where I talk about what I'm up to and what I'm into. And this week starts off with a mistake, one that I actually just made. And if you're watching this in video format as opposed to listening to it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which you can absolutely do if you'd like to take me with you on the go, and I'd love to come with you, the mistake that I made was shaving my beard off. It was a spur-of-the-moment decision, and immediately after doing it, I instantly regretted it. After, Especially after this past few weeks, I kind of grew into this new look that I had. I shaved my head really short, and then I had the beard going, and I liked it, but it was getting a little long, and I was going to trim it, and then I was like, let me just shave it off, and then I was like, ah, crap. I done messed up. Luckily, this is one of those things that within just a few days will resolve itself, but uh, lesson to myself. Unless, you know, maybe you like this look, which, you know, if you do, sorry. I uh, I done screwed up. So that's that's where we'll start this week off. But this week overall was a good week. It was one where we didn't go on vacation, believe it or not, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for like the last year. It was a week where we were home, and I took advantage of that by doing some organizing and doing some selling on eBay, both of which kind of involving the same goal that I have, which is to take everything that I have and that I own in my life and decide if it's serving us in some way. Uh, so in this week, I, it was just kind of a spontaneous thing. I was opening the kitchen sink, like under the the under the sink where you have storage and whatnot. And we have cleaning products and miscellaneous stuff down there. And I looked at that and I'm like, you know, it'd be really nice to get this organized. So I went through it and I threw away things that we weren't using and like things that were somewhat empty or stuff that was like in there for years. It's like, hey, have we ever used this cleaning product? Are we still using this on our floors? Have you ever done this? So Cody and I kind of went through it and we got rid of a bunch of stuff and I got that all in there and nicely organized. And it's so nice now. And it just like was a lesson to me. In fact, it was it was more of a lesson because I immediately did the same thing at the, the bathroom sink. Like we both have our own sides of our sink. And I noticed mine was getting a little out of hand, like everything was kind of front loaded and it was just a disaster. And I made the decision, and I think everyone kind of needs to make this decision if you want to change something. You got to decide that you don't want to live this way anymore, right? I think that's an important thing for anyone that's like going down the wrong path. You got to say, I don't want to live this way anymore. This is not who I am. I'm an organized person. It's like an affirmation, if you will. So I cleaned up both of these sink areas, got everything nicely organized, got rid of things we don't need, and it looked great. And that kind of inspired me to go down this other path that I went down this week, which was to get back into the eBay selling. If you remember back many, many months ago, probably back in the winter of last year, maybe around this same time, actually, like once school kind of started going back in, I decided that I was going to get heavy into selling on eBay for the same reason, to take these things that I have in my life, which I have a lot of, and decide, is this thing that I own, is it serving me, or should I donate it, should I sell it, or should I throw it away? Those are the decisions. And I had a bunch of stuff that I got at yard sales. My original plan, and again, this is one of those things where it's like, this is not me, this is not how I live. My original plan with these yard sale things was to look for Lego stuff, but then also to grab things that I think I could sell and flip on eBay. And I was supposed to come home after each one of those yard sale days and list everything that I got to stay ahead of it because I've done this before. In fact, I have a lot of stuff that's gone on eBay and continues to go on eBay. It needs to go on eBay that I got at yard sales years ago that I just brought home and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll list that. Things don't happen unless you make the decision to do it, right? You can't have change if you don't want to change yourself and you don't take the actions to do it. So I started listing stuff on eBay. This is Sunday night, maybe after or while you're listening to last week's Missing Pieces podcast. And when you know it, once you start doing something, act, actions happen. Things started moving. I started making eBay sales. And I'll say every single day this week, 
I've had something that I've sold on eBay and some days I've had two or three things, which is just wild. So I've made some good decisions in the things that I've bought. I price, if you're wondering how I'm selling things, because I've had people say like, I put stuff on eBay and it sits forever. I look at sold listings and I ideally when I buy something or when I go to sell it, I look at sold listings to see like, okay, is this thing actually something people want? And if so, what's it selling for? Okay. And if the answer is yes, and I, I get the numbers on that, we're all good. Then I look at the ones that are actively for sale. And what I try to do is I try to undercut the ones that are for sale. So I'll make mine just very, very, like just a little bit less. And I try to take good photos. So with those things, you end up with the cheapest one on there. So the next time someone goes to buy that thing that is in demand, hopefully, yours is the one that they buy. And it's, it's worked for me so far. You might give up a little bit of margin for that. But the way I see it is this thing's just sitting in my house anyway. And most likely I paid very little for that thing that I'm selling. Like I'm selling things that I got for a dollar for like 20 bucks. So is it a big deal if I were to sell that for 17 or 18? Not really, because that's one heck of a return. That's like scratching a $1 lottery ticket and hitting the jackpot basically. And I just, I thoroughly enjoy it. I like the action of listing things. I've had this other rule that I've created for myself, which I'm continuing now. In fact, I'm surpassing it, which is I need to list one item a day. Every day, like as a condition for me to continue to be alive. I'm, like, I'm thinking of it this way. Like for me to buy a day of life, I need to list something on eBay. And it also helps you get rid of stuff because right now I'm going through the easy stuff, but eventually it'll get a little harder and be like, oh, I need to list something today. All my stuff's gone. What can I list? There has to be something that I'm not using. So I'm, I'm trying to minimize my unused items because the storage room of doom, it's, it's looming behind me and I love it to be not that. I want it to be like an eBay shipping center basically. Uh, but I go through and I, I've been selling this stuff. I love the, the the little alert that you get on your phone. It's like, cha-ching, when you sell something. Like I was out mowing the chicken yard the one night and I hear cha-ching and I made 40 bucks on eBay. And I was like, dude, yes, this is cool. So I, I love that. I love listing. I love making the sale. I love packaging things. Like I take great care in, in boxing my stuff up and making sure like it's, it's wrapped properly because that's such a big deal for me as a Lego enthusiast. And even if it's something that isn't like super important, or like can be damaged. I like to think of everything as though someone is collecting it. And I like to think of them when they slice open that box and they open it up. I want them to have that feeling that I've had sometimes where I'm just like, wow, this person put a lot of care into this. Even if it doesn't even matter to them, you just never know. So I've been selling like crazy. I listed like four things yesterday. And that's the thing. Like if you just sit down and go to list one item, it's very easy just to be like, oh, let me just list another one. Let me just list another one. That's it's like eating potato chips. It's like like when you force yourself to do something you don't want to do even like say exercising don't go on to the treadmill saying i'm gonna walk or run for the next hour just be like you know i'm gonna do five minutes and if i feel like going for six minutes i'll continue for another minute and if i can go for six minutes maybe i can go for seven minutes and you just keep doing that and you'd be surprised just how far you can take things like I could list all day honestly which I should probably do and I'm going to have the time to do that but that's for a, a later conversation episode as we talk about the next week and the many weeks and months beyond that as uh, I guess life maybe returns back to normal if you want to call it that at least the, the summer and our, our vacation season comes to an end but I've been very happy with myself for the organization that I've done I even did a little bit outside too I got some things cleaned up out here I got my stepladder out I had to use that to shoot down a, a wasp nest with uh, with some spray and I was like oh that's kind of dirty let me clean that up and I got it all nice and clean and I'm, I can see it out here it's right behind the cat that's I think waiting for me to feed her so she's hoping for this being a short episode maybe you are too maybe you're not uh, but th that's all clean and uh, if you saw one of our recent videos I got our bikes out I think I talked about that last week and I got those all 
cleaned up and it just feels good getting things cleaned. And I thought, man, could, could I make content out of this? Maybe this could be encouraging for people. And maybe I'll do that once school goes back in. I'll be like, hey, today I'm, I'm organizing this or I'm cleaning this. And you never know, like somebody might watch that video and be like, you know, maybe I'll clean up under my sink too. Maybe I'll get that all nice and organized. And if you just stay with it and you, and you stay persistent in keeping it the way that it has, like I really want it to be, like I have this bad habit of just like leaving stuff out in random places. I really want that to be like a foreign concept. Like if you have a table, like look at this table behind me here. Even this desk, you can't see the, how, how bad my desk is. But I want it to be like if there's an item sitting there, that looks strange. You know, like if you, it's it's like if you go into a hoarder's house and you throw a, a magazine, it probably wouldn't even be noticed, right? But if you went into someone's house that was nice and clean and orderly and you threw a magazine, it'd be like, what is that doing there? That does not belong. And that is the life that I want to live. And that's who I am. And that's what I want to be. And that's who I care about. Now, um, yeah, I just I just think it's kind of a lesson to me that I kind of learned this week where if you want change in your life, you have to decide that's not how I'm going to live and make that decision. So just small little things. But those small things add up. You know, one day you're you're doing your, your sink and getting that cleaned out. The next day you're you're hosing off a ladder, getting that cleaned. You keep doing that, just like listing a thing every day on eBay. It might seem small, but then those sales come through, your happiness goes up, items start clearing out, your bank account starts going up. Like this, it's great. There's It's only wins by investing a little bit of time. And you can do other things while you're doing it too. That's the thing. Like what I love and what I did while I was cleaning, and I even cleaned the garage out this week too. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> we had, I actually had the American Rescue Workers come because I was donating some things that we had and they do home pickups. So we had some clothes and some old toys and some things that didn't sell at the yard sale. And I was like, oh, they're coming this morning. So let me get into the garage and look for anything else. And I got that all organized too. So it's like, yes. That's my win of the week. Bringing back the win of the week, I guess. It's been a while since I I used that term, but that's what that was. In a not of a win of the week, or maybe a win of the week, I had this ongoing thing that I thought I'd wait until it's resolved to talk about, and that was our our septic septic scare. Try saying that once. The day that we were going to Hershey Park, I was getting ready, and Cody said, "There's this." sound coming from the basement and I'm like oh god what could that be I thought something like I left electronics on or there was a battery operated toy that was running but I come down and I go over to our our fuse box panel electrical panel whatever it is and there the alarm for the septic tank is going off it's like a, an alarm letting you know that there's an issue like possibly like overflowing if you don't know what a septic is well we have city water here so like when we get water it comes from the, the town or whatever we don't have a well, but our septic, there's no sewer where we live. So there's a septic tank in our backyard and every, all of the, the water and waste and everything goes out through that and filters it and does whatever magic a septic tank does. You have your septic tank pumped every few years just to get everything out of there. You know, the, the stuff that you may not necessarily want coming back into your house through the, through the plumbing and whatnot. And I just had it done last year. All was good. So this alarm going off was alarming. It, it definitely served its purpose. So uh, I, I turned that off and I made a phone call and they're like, okay, um, we'll, we'll be right out tomorrow morning. And I was like, okay, great. So the guy comes the next day, the alarm thing, I checked it that morning was still on. There's a horn that goes on, but I put it to silent mode. So it was just a red light, this very scary red light. And uh, the guy comes out He and I dug the, the holes and stuff to get it ready and he pops the lid open. He looks down and the pump is working just fine. Everything seems to be in order. So I come back inside and the light's off. It was one of those situations where it's like you have this issue with your car and you take it to the mechanic and they take it for a test drive and they're like, yeah, it's it's fine. Like the, the thing went away. 
So I was like, okay, that's very weird. He's like, here's what I can do though. I'm just the guy that came out to like pump it. He's like, I just leave it as it is for now. Uh, and we'll come back in a few days and we'll, we'll relieve some pressure out here on the lines and see if there's any other issues. So he's like, just use it as normal and we'll, we'll check it. Okay, great. Still a little worried, but we used it for like the next four or five days and they come back out. Everything still seems to be fine. Like they, they did their stuff and they put these new caps on out there. They ended up pumping it. Cause he's like, you know, we have this open, you dug the holes to get down to it. If you pump it, it'll buy you another year of not having to do this. And I was like, all right, let's just do it. So he pumped the tank. I put the, he put the lids back on. I buried the holes, planted some grass seed over where it goes and all is good. There hasn't been any other issues. So I don't know if it was just a fluke. I mean, there can be an issue with like the pump not working. There can be this, there's this float in there that when the, like the water hits the float, that's a bad sign. That means it's too high. There's uh, wires that run in there, electricity, like there could be any number of things, but as far as they can tell, everything is good. So that kind of, kind of sucked like that definitely worried me. I was like, gosh, I really don't have to replace anything out here, but as far as I could tell, it was all good. And I, I waited to tell this story until now because I was like, well, I don't want to tell like half a story and be like, hey, this thing happened. I don't know. But now we do know. It was it was nothing, supposedly. Until like a week from now, that goes off again. And he's like, yeah, it's everything's exploded. I don't know. I'm hoping not. Not for that. Uh, and other good news, we go, we swing the pendulum from like organizing and selling stuff on eBay. Good thing. You're septic having an alarm going off. Bad thing. Our last trip to Knobles for the summer good thing. Wednesday was a beautiful day and uh, Cody's parents had wanted to go to Knobles with us. We've been trying to line it up and it just had not worked out. Uh, so they decided like that would be a great day to go. And we all loaded up in the car, went to Knobles. I know I talk about this place a lot, but it was the ultimate Knobles day. I did everything that I love to do there, had some delicious food, <laughs> ice cream. I even got this, uh, it's 50 years of their haunted house there. And I got this collectible Frankenstein mug that uh, came with a, a float that I got at the the one ice cream place. But we rode everything. Clark Man is now a lover of the Phoenix roller coaster, something that we used to have to like really coax him to get onto. And now he loves it. And it was, again, another one of those things, like I've talked about here before, where y you kind of have to push your kids a little bit because if you don't like push them into trying new things and having experiences, very much like parasailing, like I talked about last week, they don't grow. And in this case, he gets off the Phoenix and he loves it. And it's just like, okay, got that checked off. Now I just have to get him comfortable with going upside down and a little bit of, you know, bigger stuff. And he's at Cedar Point with me. We're good to go. But he's got some years to work up to that. He's got to be 54 inches. He's 51 right now. So conceivably next year he could ride all like the crazy coasters. I don't know if we're going to be at that level, but I'm going to work my way up to turn him into like the, the ultimate coaster enthusiast like myself so we can do this together. Because camping coasters, I do want to be a thing where we go from campsite to campsite and roller coaster to roller coaster, uh, enjoying the, the two two different, very different hobbies, but like combining them together, I think could be a really fun thing for us. Uh, so uh, what else about Knobles that day that, that stands out? Again, it was like the weather, there was no humidity. It was like a, almost like a cold front coming through. But the nice thing about this cold front versus all the other ones we've had this summer, the Canadian smoke from the wildfires wasn't blowing in. So it was a very clear and crisp day. And we had French fries. Of course, Clark Man had a pickle, uh, had a tiger tail, one of my favorite things there. And every time I go there, I'm just left with the the positive impression of just how much Knobles actually cares about their customers. Like there's no gouging. All the food's very fair, free admission, free parking, all of that just 
it just makes it my favorite place. We played at the arcade. Pinball machines worked, unlike Marty's. I did win the claw machine. It took a, took a little bit of money, but I won this giant cow for Clark Man. So that was pretty cool. That was like the highlight of my day, I suppose. Uh, we played skeet ball. We went crazy in the arcade. We rode all the rides. We did the the swings, which Clark Man just came around to liking. We did the bumper cars. We rode the Phoenix. We rode the log flume. We rode, I rode the flyers. Clark doesn't like the flyers, but that's like one of my favorites. Did we do anything else? We rode a bunch of stuff. Cody rode the Phoenix with us. It's mainly just me there for the rides and Clark Man. So. I have no, I have no regrets. I can be an adult and love amusement parks and rides, right? Right. Anyways, that was a lovely day. The next one was lovely as well. It was Cody's birthday. I won't tell you how old she turned, but she turned the same age that I am right now. Uh, that I'll be for like the next uh, three months, and then I turn another year older. And uh, it was it was a, another beautiful day. And her request for her birthday was for us to go on a bike ride, just a, a husband and, and wife bike ride to do a really long one because we rode with Clarkman before, and it was it wasn't very far, which is to be expected because he's got little legs and he's on a little bike. But we were gonna go for this really long bike ride, so we offered to drop him off at Yammy's, uh, who was making Cody a birthday dinner anyway, and he was excited about it. They were excited to have him, so it all worked out. And we ended up riding 18 miles that day on bikes, and it was fantastic. We did the rail trail again, the same place if you watched our video that I shot last time, that's where we rode. I didn't film it. It was just us just going for a ride and talking about stuff. Uh, most of the conversation was just kind of talking about our future and some of the goals that we have for uh, I guess Greg's farm, I've talked about it here before, like finding this dream property where we can have all these animals and hopefully a nice patch of land that Cody's parents can put a house as well, that we can all kind of live in our, our little family commune and have the animals that I really want to have, but also have them with us too. So we can have Clark Mann visit with them. And if we go traveling, then they can take care of my, my pig and my ducks and my goats and my, <laughs> my cats and dogs. <laughs> Oh, it's a dream. Greg's farm. And I just, I was talking to Cody about, it. I'm just like, this is definitely where I want to go in the next chapter. And she's so excited about it. And Cody's mom is thrilled too, because she loves animals. And I just, I think it's my calling. So it's just a matter of us finding a good property. And uh, it, it's the only thing that's kind of challenging for us is like, we're trying to stay in this kind of the same area. Uh, so Cody can continue working at the same school district, but it's like, do, if, if we were to extend that search radius out further and further, I bet we could find something really good somewhere in Pennsylvania. Um, if, if we had a little more of a radius for operations, but, uh, we'll see what comes up. Uh, this is not like necessary for it to happen right now, but I would like it to happen while Clark's still young. So he can have this experience raising all these animals that uh, that we plan to do. And, you know, I want to do the gardening thing and having fruit trees and all that stuff. I feel like all of my experiences in life have kind of culminated in this. I'm still obviously going to be doing the Lego thing. The place that I want to have is still going to have like a Lego room. And um, all of our other hobbies, I feel like, can can survive this as well. Uh, but the the animal thing is has just always been really like what I consider to be my calling. So, um. I'm kind of excited. And Cody's, I, I was talking to her about getting uh, more dogs and she's like, uh, I think we'll just stick with Roxy for right now. And I can respect that because Roxy's an old girl and I don't know if she wants any of that smoke. Uh, but she, I was thinking like, what if I had not like a kennel, but like an outdoor like barn area 
where I could house dogs comfortably. Like they all have like their little living spaces in there and stuff. So they're not like, I don't have five dogs in our house or whatever, but if I could have a place where I could have some dogs that we could take in, even ones like I would definitely knowing what I'm getting into, I would take in dogs that maybe no one else wanted. If, if they needed like space to run or if they had some health issues or whatever the case is, I take all those dogs in and then like give them a nice life, like a little sanctuary or whatever. And I was kind of inspired by this guy that I found on TikTok this week that kind of does that. And I'm like, man, you're living my dream. So I want to, I want to do that and have a bunch of other animals too. Um, it's, it's a dream of mine. So the only thing that I can do is continue to uh, focus on that put that out there, look for places, and uh, eventually one day make it happen. And it'll be it'll be like the future of, of Greg's World content, Greg's Farm, <laughs> coming soon, hopefully, to a channel near you. But yeah, that's, that's what we spent a lot of time just kind of talking and dreaming about on that bike ride, and it was, it was a great time to be doing that. Uh, and we had 18 miles on us, felt good doing that. We came home uh, to Cody's parents' house home, and we had uh, her, her meal of choice that she has for her birthday, which is stuffed chicken and mashed potatoes and stuffing and all that stuff. Like, uh, almost like a a Thanksgiving dinner, but instead of having a turkey, you have uh, a chicken. That's her thing. Mine is my favorite meal that Deb makes and my meal of choice for a birthday meal. If it isn't pizza, like I'm totally down with just getting pizza somewhere. But if it was a prepared meal, I love Deb's sloppy joes and potato salad. It's like, that's my jam. So I'm, I'm a simple man. I have like a, a picnic lifestyle uh, favorite meal. So maybe in a few months, maybe we'll do that. So that is uh, that was pretty much like what we got into this week. Again, it was kind of just being home and getting organized. We did get to go a little bit of traveling, going to Knobles. I am getting really tired of driving places, to be honest. So I'm like looking forward to what's to come, which is, I guess, the final topic of, of this somewhat shorter episode. And that is, uh, we have one more week of summer vacation, at least Clark and I do. Cody has to go back, I think, Wednesday of this week. So the teachers go in for a few days. And then Monday, next Monday, is the first day of school for students. So this week is going to be kind of like our final hurrah of just having like all of us together and being home for the week. Well, actually, not even a full week. It's going to be guys week, I guess, towards the end of it. Monday and Tuesday, could we be home? And then guys week for three days. And then it'll be us getting into, uh, or me getting back into the normal routine. Which, oh, speaking of guys week, the big plans for this weekend. I'm recording this Saturday morning because I won't be here Sunday morning. We're going camping tonight or today. Uh, Clark's been requesting to go camping up at camp where Cody's parents have their they're set up and uh, we're taking our tent. I'm taking RC cars. I'm taking a boat that was sent to us. I'm taking my drone. We're going to go crazy up there. So that's what we're doing today. We're staying there tonight and into tomorrow. So when you're listening to this, we'll probably still be there or uh, maybe on our way home. So I'm looking forward to that. And that's kind of like a little guys, guys day or guys weekend. But then we got a little bit of guys week this week. And then we get back into the regular routine, if you will, where, uh, Cody and Clark are going to be in school during the day. So I have all this time during the day to figure out what the heck I'm going to do, which as of right now, it's going to be more of the same. I want to get things organized. I want to get Lego uh, processed and sorted out. I plan to bring my Lego channel back from the dead. I haven't been doing much on there at all because summer's been so busy. So I plan to be producing daily content there. Greg's World, I'm trying to figure out like, do I want to do like really long no zero days episodes? I'm more kind of leaning towards just filming short little things of what I'm into, making it kind of like a, a concise, dedicated video. 
if that makes sense. So instead of a 30 minute long, like here was my whole week, here is like, hey, here's me doing this. Here's us doing this. Here's this happening. Oh, this is funny. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of playing into the shorter attention spans that I think are happening across the internet and maybe seeing if I can repurpose my content for YouTube shorts or TikTok videos uh, to go where the audience uh, I think is going currently and into the future, regardless of your feelings on that as a very long form content enjoyer such as yourself. I think that is the future. So I'm kind of playing into that. I'm thinking of of directions I want to go, how I want to do this, some rebranding efforts, particularly on this channel, possibly. Uh, there's a lot happening. And I'm actually very excited, even though we had all this fun over the last year and a half or so and all this time together, I'm actually kind of excited to get kind of like back to work, especially when your work is something that you thoroughly enjoy doing and you want to make progress on and you have all these goals and things like I'm, I'm ready for it. And I hope you are too, because I'll be documenting a whole bunch of that across a multitude of channels to share all the things that I get into throughout the day. And I, I, I'm still like contemplating how I want to do this. If I'm going to have a schedule, like I'd really love to do like an hour of Legoing each day and then kind of document what I got done during that. I want to do some gaming stuff, but I might like move that to the, towards the weekend. Cause I know Clark likes that. I am going to separate my work life balance better than I have before where weekends it's kind of like off limits. Everything that I do is going to be during the week, Monday through Friday, everything's going to be like edited, filmed, processed. Everything's going to happen. Then the weekends is just like fun, chill times and um, just kind of spending time with the family. And probably, you know, if we get into stuff, which we, we tend to do, I'll probably film that, but I'm going to try to resist editing. And these podcasts are going to go back to their regularly scheduled, like Friday afternoon routine. So I can talk about what happened that week, but then not spend the time, Saturday or Sunday morning doing this because to tell you the truth right before I started this Clark man came down the stairs and I'm like oh buddy I'm about ready to do my podcast and he's like oh I was gonna build something I'm like well let's take some pieces go upstairs I'm like I don't want to I don't want to like negatively impact his experience or his time here by having to do something like this where I sit down and and talk for ever according to him <laughs> and the podcasts have been longer but this one's a little short since there wasn't too much exciting stuff unless you are excited about me selling on eBay and organizing, because if that's the case, you came to the right place. But uh, speaking of coming to the right place, we're going to get into listener feedback, uh, your guys' thoughts on last week's episode and things you were thinking about. Lots of very kind and very nice comments came through, which I'll read. This is going to be like an ego boost, but they, they came through, so I shall read. The first one comes from Jedi Lego Arts. It says, it's been a pleasure watching your adventures. Feeling sad for Cody. Bless her. If I took a year off teaching, I'm not sure you could drag me back. Yeah, she's she's taking it like a trooper. Uh, we actually went up to the school yesterday to deliver some items that she had here at the house. And also our old love seat sofa thing, uh, which was parked over there. We got a, a new one, upgraded one with like recliners. And I was going to give that one away or sell it. And she's like, oh, I can use that in my classroom. Problem was she wasn't in her classroom for like the last six months uh, that we've we've had this. So it was just kind of sitting out of the way. And we took that up to the school yesterday. And uh, they put new flooring in. So she had to put all these books back on the shelves. So she's already gotten to work with school. And she's made like posters and done all this stuff. So she's already back in the school mode. Um, but yeah, I, if, oh, dude, if it, if it wasn't for the stability of an actual job, which is a nice thing to have. And if it wasn't for having health insurance, also a nice thing to have, I would say, let's just run this YouTube thing. Like, like Clark is eight years old, but the next 10 years, let's just do exactly what we've been doing and share those experiences. But we, we've seen in this last year, just how sketchy putting all your eggs in one basket, like the YouTube basket in particular can be. 
and uh, I'm not much of a risk taker. So I, I think it's best that she goes down that path. It also, in, in her mind, gives, and I feel the same way too, it gives her like a purpose and something to do. Like this is like changing kids' lives is her, her goal. It isn't just to teach them English or to teach them American literature. It's like, how can I positively impact these students? And I think about that with my videos too. Like to many of you, home movies or whatever, just like, okay, that's pointless. But when I see these families and when I hear from you guys on this podcast and they're like, oh, we're here because of you or uh, we did this or uh, this is what this meant to me. It's like, okay, this is more than just making videos. Like how can I have a positive impact in, in this world? And I think we, if we can both do that in our own respective fields, I think that's a wonderful thing. While also having a positive impact on our own son's life in real life there, I think is is pretty cool. So I think we have things figured out and um, we'll just kind of see how, where the future takes us. But um, kind of back, back to, back to business as usual. And uh, she's, she's, I think taking it pretty well, knowing that she's going back. Plus I think having a, having a focus and a purpose like that is, I think it's a powerful thing to have in life, at least in my opinion. I, I don't like, I think about people that live without goals or hobbies and I just don't know how they exist because that's everything in my life. Like if I didn't have a, a goal that I was striving towards actively, and if I didn't have a ton of hobbies to keep me busy, I don't know what I'd do. I just couldn't imagine a day. I couldn't imagine a zero day where you're just sitting around watching TV, getting on the internet. I just couldn't imagine that. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. <laughs> no offense if that's what you do. If I would, here's something important to remember. Productivity is, is good, but if you can produce joy in yourself, that is being productive. So if you're doing something that you enjoy doing, you can call that being productive, right? That's how I see it. Next comment. Thank you for the comment, Jedi Lego Arts. Next one comes from Tim. He says, crazy how time flies. No amount of money can buy a second of time. Best Avengers quote, in my opinion. He found the Marvel detector amongst us. He says, well, I went from Greg's growing his own peppers to suddenly having a kid. However, it certainly has been a joy to watch everything from mail time to Home Alone with Clark to Fortnite live streams. Honestly, I picked up a lot of things from you, Greg. Parenthood, fixing things, and even preferences, to be honest. See? It's more than just home movies. I keep trying to tell myself that because it, it kind of is just us sharing our lives. But you just never know who's watching and what kind of impact that can have on somebody out there. Next one comes from Megan's Moments. says, I love how great you and your in-laws get along. The fact that you enjoy going to yard sales with them without needing Cody there. Sometimes I think that's what makes most of your videos so special. You all have such a close family bond and truly enjoy each other. Clark is super lucky to have such a great family and to uh, grow up with such special memories. Thank you. That's very kind. Yeah. My in-laws, I like to say they're my favorite in-laws. They're good peeps. And to be honest, like they've they've done more for me and I have a, a closer bond to them than, than I had my parents, to be honest. And, um, I, it's amazing how they've taken me in and allowed me to, to be a part of their lives. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Next one comes from Ray. He says, it's great that it played out this year. Clark is at the perfect age. He's somewhat independent and is old enough to remember these trips. I appreciate the fact that you are not self-absorbed and that you love the process and appreciate others. My favorite part of this podcast is you talking about the folks you ran into that were there because of you. God brings people in and out of our lives to justify or thwart our existence and deeds. We never know what our impact means. You are getting a glimpse of how positive your contributions are having. Clark is in good hands with you and Cody. Well, thanks, Ray. Ray Ray always leaves like the most, like if you want someone to encourage you, Ray is your guy. Every video that we put out, Ray is just like, he's there. And I'm just like, yeah, thanks, Ray. 
I'll say, man, if you want some encouragement in your life, become a YouTuber. It's it, especially if you're a words of of affirmation type guy. Or if you're like, uh, if that's like your love language, it's it's so nice to get like positive encouragement from people out in the world. And it's usually that. It's it's very rarely negative stuff. Even though the negative ones really do sting and hurt the worst than than all the positive stuff. When you put something out and people really appreciate it or enjoy what you're doing, it's just. It's a magical feeling. It's it's a little addictive, to be honest. And it's probably been one of the encouraging factors as to why I've done this for so many years and stuck with it. Uh, just to know that there's people out there that 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 enjoy it and and to give that to give back. It's 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 real cool. The next one also comes from Ray. He says as like a follow up later in the episode. He says thanks for the comments, Greg. I'm very honored. I would love to eat 40 hot dogs and uh, do the cyclone the, the cyclone before. That's it sounds oh cyclone before i was thinking we do the hot dogs and then cyclone just to see if we can survive he says coney island has a special meaning for my adult son and i we made the trip when he was 10 rode the train from our manhattan hotel and had the day that we still remember 19 years later your relationship with clark reminds me so much of mine and my son take care and enjoy the rest of the days of summer uh, give my respect to cody teaching is the foundation see that's what i want for clark man i want 19 years from now I want us to be like, hey, you remember when we did that? And Clark's like, yeah, I remember it. And I'm like, yeah, it was awesome, wasn't it? We had a good life. We had a good life together. Next one comes from uh, MV Agent. I, these at, these handles these days are diabolical. It says, great to hear you talk about vacations and having a year with the whole family together doing this fun stuff. All the sacrifices of saving paid off. If uh, you want to go to a fun park, F. Ethel thing is great. The only 11-hour flight to the Netherlands could be annoying. You know, <laughs> I would love to go to the Netherlands. I would sacrifice 11 hours because it would be so amazing to be over there. It's so beautiful, and I would just love that experience. So I think if I had my number one request of places to go that I haven't been yet, if I had to go over across the Atlantic again, that I would go to the Netherlands and just have a whole experience over there. And Cody's down too. We talked about in our talked about that on our bike trip as well. Your future plans, where we're we gonna go, what are we gonna do? I think it's good to have those conversations. You know, make sure you're you're on the same page, you have the same goals and and like you're dreaming towards the same thing. And and we're definitely at that. We're we're there. Next one comes from Tracy. She says, long, common, incoming. Boop, boop, boop. My favorite kind. Says, I understand feeling odd spending time with kids as an adult. Yeah, I talked about that last episode. It says, I'm a special education teacher and I worked in other aspects of education and childcare for 10 years. I've had many of these moments. I also run a Pokemon club at the local card shop. This weekend, I had my own simulation moment. A family came in the shop for the first time and cautiously said we were looking for Miss Tracy. They came from the next county over 45 minutes away and heard about me somehow and not from the shop. Most kids that come uh, to Pokemon are super sweet and full of enthusiasm. I get caught up with them talking about Pokemon cards and the TCG. Sometimes I also feel weird about it, but when you are keeping boundaries and building a healthy relationship, you can be a mentor to these kids. A lot of kids don't have healthy adults in their life or adults who play with them naturally. So these moments can mean a lot to them and make them feel accepted. Also, when my daughter met YouTubers we subscribed to at a Lego convention, their positive interaction with her brought her such joy. So thank you for being a light to those you met in your simulation. Well, thank you, Tracy. And that's pretty cool. If you can make a reputation for yourself where people are coming from a county over to meet you at your card shop, that's impressive too. Uh, this next one comes from James Rolf, a repeat, repeat, repeat offender. Uh, I should say most of, these, most of you guys are. You guys come back each week. He says, scheduled a bucket list trip for next year. 
takes a year to plan it out, actually. Doing it just for that Maui reason. We may never get another chance, and where we're going may not be there in a few years. I want my kids to see it, experience it, and hopefully leave with the mindset that we can stop some of these natural wonders from leaving our planet. He's going to Florida. <laughs> just kidding. Florida underwater. Uh, we shall see. Either way, I'm excited to finally go to a place that I've long dreamed of going with my family and having those memories. Okay, it's probably not Florida. I am curious where it is now. Maybe we can get a follow-up. He says, enjoy the ride. Speaking of rides, this is a good comment. This is like multi-tiered. I know free is good, but do you think that parasailing would have been as authentic an experience if it was free? Just food for thought. Mm -hmm. I think it's good to pay for an experience at as it is at least once, a second or third time, if it's free, so be it. Good comparison data set. As an example, I ride coach on flights. My first time in London, I was running late, sweat dripping from running through Heathrow, got to a gate and the attendant takes my ticket, tears it up without a word, and punches some keys. I was flabbergasted. He hands me a new paper ticket and says, have a good flight. I walk in to find myself in business class. Wow, did I appreciate that after the harrowing trip I had thus far. I would have appreciated that if I uh, knew I was supposed to be there. Maybe, maybe I would have felt entitled a bit. I don't know. I just know that the gate agent and that experience is forever ingrained in me. And the difference in coach versus business class is now also ingrained in me because I have experienced both uh, for pay and for free. Free is, of course, better, but I appreciate it much more uh, now, even if I do pay for it. Just my thoughts on the free topic. I definitely feel like you should promote yourself more. You deserve all that might bring to your family. Uh, just don't lose your inherent authenticity, regardless of free or pay. I think this is a great topic, and I'm going to read a few more um, comments on this before I respond, because there was a couple people that kind of chimed in on this. Next one comes from Wizard Power. He says, I'd say it's a slippery slope using YouTube channel to get free things, as you've got to be careful not to use it too much and, not, and to seem entitled, basically with great power comes great responsibility. We are quoting the Marvel detectors here. Uh, and then uh, Ronnie also had that comment too. Where was Ronnie's comment? Did he get lost in the mix? I'm going to find him now. His was actually pretty funny. I don't know where it was, but I'm going to come over and find you, Ronnie. He's, oh, his is funny on mobile fronts. He says, Greg, one month ago, no more negative titles. Current day, Greg. But them views. Dude, I will, I'll say something about this before we get into the free thing. My last few videos... I do agree with you on that. He's my doing the negative title. I, it's titled "This Is the End." It's intriguing, right? It didn't do any better or any worse than my last four titles, which are "Memories Over Money," "Making the Most of Our Time," "Save the Experience," and "Putting Yourself Out There." Those were all the titles, all very positive titles, all with good life lessons. I don't think you can judge me just on this one, but it's crazy because all of the podcast videos. Like they used to not really crack a thousand views. All these are like 1500 views, which is really cool. Not that that, like, that's not the reason I'm doing this. Obviously I'm not doing this for the money or to be like, oh, I'm getting so many views from podcasting, but that's pretty good for having a podcast where you just sit down once a week and you blabber on about your life to have people that care enough to sit down 1500 of them in some cases sometimes creeping towards 2000 is pretty crazy and that doesn't even account for the people that listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify which according to my last check here we're right around 300 weekly listeners actually 327 now that's crazy and I actually looked it up I said like what does it take to be a successful podcaster what does that mean exactly like how many views or listens, I guess, in this case, would it would you have to be to be successful? And there's, according to the thing I saw, there's 5 million podcasts that exist in this world. And the, the funny thing is, if you get more than 30 views, 
you are in the top 50% of downloads on like Apple Podcasts. This is just from some random website that I found. So this is so you can take this for a grain of salt. But if you have more than 30 downloads, you're in the top 50%. If you get more than 93 downloads, you're in the top 25%. And you're in the top 10% if you get more than 335 downloads. I'm at 327 just on podcast, and this is primarily a video podcast. So uh, if you get more than 795, you're in the top 5%. And if you get more than 3,994, you're in the 1%. So we're not quite there. We're in, we're in the 5% though. Like if I made this, if I put all my eggs in one basket and said this is just on audio, we'd be in the top 5% of podcasts. It's just wild to think that. So to think that I need a negative title to, to be successful in podcasting, most certainly not. But that was, I think, an intriguing title. I didn't do it intentionally to like clickbait people or anything, even though there was a comp- couple comments about that. But I just wanted, I wanted to go on record to say a lot of my episodes have very positive titles, as they should, with positive messages. And I think that's way more powerful than, than tricking people into watching you talk about something. Because you know the people that like saw the title, This is the End, as soon as they realized that I was just talking about the end of our vacations, they left. I don't care about those people. I don't want somebody that's just here for the the title. I want somebody that's here because, hey, this is what I do each week. I tune in. What's Greg been up to? Oh, he's organizing selling eBay. Interesting. That's fascinating, in fact. No, <laughs> no one said that, but I just want to go on record as saying that. Anyways, Ronnie says, I think you should absolutely be asking these places to see if you can work together. Like you said, and it's an exchange of service ultimately will be the cheapest advertising any of these places could have ever hoped for with potentially great payoff. Make that cheese, get those perks, screw the haters. And enjoy the fruits of your labor. So we've got some very differing opinions on this. Here's my thoughts on it. I like to share how I feel because you've said the pros and cons, both of which I agree with. But one thing that getting something for free can do, especially if you are hoping for free things going forward. And I'll give you an example. I like watching camera reviews. It's one of my favorite things to do on YouTube or any kind of tech like GoPros, any anything with filming or audio. And I've noticed that all these influencers that get these products on day one. Think of them if you're in the Lego space, like the land, for example. But all these people that say get the new um, GoPro the first day it comes out, they all have glowing reviews of it. Everybody is like, this is the, and they all use like similar titles too. Like this is the, the best vlogging camera. This is the game changer for this, like the best experience, whatever. All of them love it. And maybe some of that's true, but I also think that especially when you find out like normal people get it later and the, their reviews come out and they're like, actually, this has problems and here's the issues. What these people do is they are on the hook with these companies. And even though they always say like, we're not getting paid for this, okay, you may not be getting paid, but getting an item for free, like a camera, for example, and that you hope not only you getting that for free, but hoping getting f- future items for free from that company. Say it's Sony, for example, they get, sent you a camera to review. Of course, you're going to give it a good review because that's views for you, right? Like you have that day one and you're getting views. And if you crap all over this product that may not be that good, is Sony going to send you a camera next time a camera comes out? Probably not. So you're going to lose views and lose money and all that. So you're kind of forced into, and this is kind of what what the first few comments were saying there, you're kind of forced into giving a positive review, particularly because you got it for free, which all can influence your opinion because it's like, oh, that was so nice that they did this, so now I need to to repay them. And when you're expecting things in the future as well, then you get in that slippery slope that they were discussing where it's like, well, now I'm, I'm just a shill, I'm a sellout. What I've done historically, anytime a company's offered to send me something, like RC cars, for example, I say, 
I'll make a video on this if you send it to me, but I'm going to give my very honest opinion of it. And I've crapped on products that companies have sent us before. In fact, there was one that all of the Lego community loved so much. It was this, um, it was almost like a poster that had all, all these different colored of bricks on there. It was uh, set up like a uh, periodic table of Lego elements, essentially. And all these people were like, oh, this is so great. This thing would make a great gift. Uh, here's my affiliate link to buy it down below. They sent it to me. And I looked at it and I'm like, this thing is hard to read, like to, to figure out the organization of it. It's way overpriced. And I just don't think it's a good product because within a year, this thing's going to be outdated anyway. And I was the only person that I saw to give it like a really fair and honest review. I didn't, when they offered me an affiliate code, I turned them down. I said, no, I just want to, I just want to share it and let, give you my opinion on it. I don't want to get tied up in that. But it's amazing how everyone that gets an affiliate code for this thing loves it. And I'm not saying maybe that's not how they felt, but very clearly there were issues with this that no one seemed to point out. And that's why getting free things, I think, and we're talking about products here, I think is a problem. But in the parasailing example, had I reached out to them and said, hey, this is my channel, this is what we do, we share our experiences, would you want to exchange a, a ride or a, a ticket for us sharing our experience and tagging you guys in it? I don't think there's much harm in that. When it comes to long-term relationships with products, and getting free stuff on day one that gives you a competitive advantage among other peers that you have in that space, that's a little different. And that's where I would have an issue with it. As far as being entitled, I don't think I don't think that's the case. And that's where I kind of agree with Ronnie on this, where he said, you know, they, this is this is essentially like a victory for them. Where else are they going to have an opportunity to advertise to such a large group of people? And like I said, with with them in particular, the videos that I've seen are not very good. Like once mine comes out, it's probably going to be the most like most viewed video on YouTube showing their experience. And I talked about the whole thing. I talked about the cost. I showed the experience us doing it. That's valuable to them. That's like a little ad. And uh, like I said in the last video, the worst thing they could say is now nah, we're not interested, which would be totally fine, but it doesn't hurt to ask. That's my, I think my takeaway from this, it doesn't hurt to ask for something that you want in this world because you just never know. And maybe, maybe that would be something that they're actively looking for. Like, man, if only an influencer would come here and we, we could do this, make like a post for us. And I wouldn't even like, most times you get paid for those type of things. This would just be a, a just, we're taking a ride on your boat. That's already going out. You're just taking up three seats in your, in your boat. So that's, that's where I'm at on it. It can be a, a slippery slope, but in that case, I think it's fairly harmless, but something that I need to think about more when it comes to things like that. Obviously, I don't want to like screw people over for, like, hey, I want this thing for free and here's what I can do for you. But hey, if we can both win from this and you know, I get a, a financial um, benefit and you get that as well because more people may be inclined to book from you because of what they saw as evidenced by other people that we literally met in Ocean City at hotels that we've stayed at who are there because we made videos and just there in general because we made videos. I think there, there's something to be said about that and where Ronnie is is right about it too. Anyways, let's go on. That was that went on a little too long. Maybe a little too, too passionate, eh? Uh, next one comes from Janelle. And uh, she's referring, speaking of Ocean City, speaking of Marty's, she says, I agree. It's so sad to see places that you love go downhill, especially when it's a father passes the business down to his kids and the kids not having the passion to maintain it. I'm glad you got one last trip in before school starts. I agree. That's You're making so much money. Just put a little bit back in. That's all I'm asking. Next one comes from NC Family of Three, the golfing enthusiast that I referred to in the last episode. I said, certain holes 
slow down large groups and there are large bottlenecks. It frustrates us too. We typically try to play mini golf when courses are slow, usually in morning hours when they open, 9 to 10 a.m. are better since it's not hot yet and most people seem to play in late afternoon or evening. We've actually started courses on the 10th hole and then come back to the first nine holes when they weren't as jammed up. The magic of video editing can make it appear that uh, they're played in order. There you go. Uh, it's, yeah, that's really smart to do when they open. Say there's a line of people there that are all trying to get in. You just jump halfway through the course and play the back, and then you come back at the beginning. makes a lot of sense. We always go after dinner, which is a nightmare time to play in. It always makes an unenjoyable experience. I do think that golf roles should apply on mini golf as well, where if you have a family of like five and somebody that has two come up behind you, you should let those people go ahead of you if you haven't started playing yet. Just let them let them go because they're always going to be stuck. And that's one thing I don't like. I don't want to play with somebody literally like standing there watching me, like waiting for us to be done. It's it's just not a good experience. And in my experience, playing golf in the evenings, it kind of sucks. So maybe going in the morning would be good. We still have our Hoopla's gift card. We should do that this week. I'm making a note of that mentally. We have our $50 Hoopla's gift card, which they have a mini golf course there. I won this in a raffle randomly at Clark's Spring Fling of this year. That's how long we've had it. Uh, you had to, they gave you tickets when you went in, and you could put it in whatever box that you wanted of, of magical gifts. And I wasn't even going to do it. I was trying to give it away to one of our friends. And she's like, no, go ahead, put it in. I put it in, and they called me that night, and I won a $50 Hoopla's gift card. So uh, we, we're going to go play mini golf this week. We'll go during the day at our mini golf place, which is probably going to be like no one there. And it should be an amazing experience. So we'll we'll report back and we'll have a golf video up for you eventually once I get caught up. Thank you for the comment, though, and the recommendation and the reminder, because now I'm I'm out there. We're going to be golfing this week. Next and final comment is actually a pickle recommendation of all things. Uh, it comes from uh, Luke. He says, try Krakus brand pickles. They have them in the international section. Uh, I know Wegmans carries them. A bit different of a pickle, but that was my childhood pickle of choice. I will try any pickle. In fact, there are going to be a lot of pickle trying opportunities as we continue on pizza, pretzels, pickles, and parks here on Greg's World, where uh, I share all of the things that we're into, which I'm, I'm learning now is a lot. I have all those interests, and then I've got the Lego thing, and I like video games, and then I want to do the animal thing. I don't know how I can fit all of the things that I enjoy into one lifetime, but you'll have to stay tuned and figure out how I do it because I'm going to try to share it all here and I try to share it authentically. Maybe even get something for free every once in a while and uh, try to also maintain my authenticity and um, my honor in when I do those things. So uh, that's where we'll be going. Not the free stuff, but uh, just sharing all, all of the activities and things we get into in this world. And I'm super excited to share it with you and, and to have you along with us on our journey. So on that, I hope you enjoyed this under one hour episode. I'm sorry for that, but it was just, that's what I had. So I'll talk to you guys next week and uh, we'll find you all in the next episode of Missing Pieces. <laughs>